Hey guys, welcome back. BDCKR here. We're back with Season 9, Episode 53 of our weekly Q&A video slash podcast. Links in the description if you're on YouTube right now to look at it on a bunch of major podcasting platforms. Uh, getting into it, we'd like to start out. So I talk about the podcast, you talk about the team that we've got. So what are we looking at today if you're on the video? So it's John Stewart Green Lantern's Week in the Challenge. And I, I feel I, I need to sort of make an apology for this team a little bit. It's I mean, in two ways. It's actually, I, I owe the viewers a bit of a, an apology. One, it's a bit of a cheat. So in the last few months, I've been doing teams each week with the challenge characters, trying to make them the star. Mm-hmm. And in this case, John Stewart Green Lantern has got a defensive passive. And in a lot of ways, this isn't so much a John Stewart team so much as it is a Jessica Cruz Green Lantern team because she's got a mm-hmm. great special two. She's good even against a power damping team to pick up that extra power because her swipe combo mm. has extra hits. So she gets there really super fast. So it's not so much a John Stewart team as it is a Jessica Cruz team. So it doesn't really satisfy the requirements. I mean, it's not like I've got a strict... Um, agreement. I haven't made any promises about mm-hmm. what this is supposed to represent, but it, it's not great. Second thing that's not great, though, is I feel like I'm shortchanging John Stewart. So the problem is Jessica Stewart, Jessica Stewart, Jessica, Jessica Cruz. Cruz. <laughs> I'm shipping them. Um, Jessica Cruz is more powerful, but John Stewart is only Elite Five. And I've been tempted to yeah. leave him there. Jessica Stewart would be if um, they married and she took his last name or if they married and he took her first name for some that's reason. Right. That's right. That would be good. Um, so <laughs> the thing is, I probably could make a better team because I don't think he suffers from the same problem that the later characters do mm-hmm. where their special two can't uh, knock somebody out except on the last hit. So he would probably be good for that. And I probably should try him like that because w- w- the trouble you get into sometimes with the character is that instead of considering the team as a whole, when passives affect everybody on the team. I'm still thinking of him as a character where this is his passive. He brings this with him. And I think of him defensively, even though he doesn't have to be that way. Mm. He could just as easily be the special two specialist, but it would require promoting him past Elite 5 to give him enough damage so that if he's going to be the main damage dealer, then I don't want to make other characters on the team more powerful so that he's at a disadvantage facing strong people strong opponents where his special two won't be enough to knock them out. Mm, okay. So I probably, so that's the other way. So I'm shortchanging the team construction and I'm shortchanging John Stewart specifically because he probably is better than I'm showing him here. And maybe the next time he comes around in another 43 weeks, I will p- consider promoting him enough so that he can be a star and his teammates would be either equals or maybe even weaker and the team would still have enough to get max battle points. Mm. Yeah. Okay. See, you've moved on, but my head is still stuck on the idea of somebody taking somebody else's first name. <laughs> I think, I think that would actually be a great stride towards uh, equality in naming is if, um, when you got married, one person took the other person's last name and then, uh, the like other person, swap names. And then the other person gave the first name. No. So you, so, and in the end you both end up with the same full name, but it's one person's last name from the, so what's funny they people used to do that yeah. like really like if john stewart was marrying jessica cruz back in the old days she would become mrs john stewart no 
But I'm that saying, both goes in. So what I'm saying, I, is I know, that, I know. But you'd switch so that you each would contribute something yeah, to the name. Each would be named, right. uh, but the, Jessica you, Stewart. Right, but, but you, but you know, you know that the the oddness of that yeah. is like to me. There's an oddness. Swapping names is almost mm-hmm. normalized. Mm-hmm. The oddness to me is that they both have the same name. Yeah, no, but if so you, you can't distinguish it because the whole idea of names is so no, that you can the, distinguish you think about people. the symbolism of marriage, right? Yes, people will say you're my other half. You know, you complete me. We're a unit now. So now, and, and then instead of just referring to sort of you oh. and your spouse, yeah, you but, guys okay. are. So it's like, who did you hang out with? Oh, I hang, I hung out with the with the Jessica but, Stewart. So, but then they're not they're not. Compl- they're not complimentary. They are like mirror images. It really should be Jess Stew and Sika Art. So then when you put them together, you get Jessica Stewart. I think that's too complicated. I think mine is a lot simpler. It is simpler. Um, I, I don't think either are winning strategies. There's, there's the sort of current, the best current solution, right? In terms of giving exact equality in it. Is either both keeping your own original last names. Hyphenate, combine them. Or hyphenating. Or yeah. not even hyphenate. I actually, there's the famous um, science fiction editors. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know who started with which name. There's Teresa Nielsen Hayden and Patrick Nielsen Hayden. Yeah. And one of them was Nielsen and one of them was Hayden. And they combined their names. And one of the things that they, the funny things that you find out about systems is. Yeah. Because they don't hyphenate their last name. It's people considered sc- a middle name. People screwed it up all the time. Yeah. And so some inputs some fields won't take an unhyphenated name. Like they won't take a, a the character space mm-hmm. and some people interpret it wrong and don't know how to categorize the name because they interpret the unhyphenated part as a middle name instead of the actual. But the problem name. with the hyphenating is that there's, there's still, it's still a battlefield, right? Who goes first? Who goes first? And then the problem with that is, <laughs> is that only works so many times. If right. you are a hyphenated person right. no, I, and you marry another hyphenated person, what do you do? I, You're but gonna I do four. I think this is old. That 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 criticism has been around for like thirty or forty years. Oh I yeah, it's been around since this happened. Yeah. I think it'd be really funny if you have a hyphenated last name to continue just hyphenating now. Sure. But then if you're if you got a hyphenated last name and there's somebody else with an unhyphenated last name and you marry them, it's you, you get two thirds. You get two thirds share. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's a lot so, of there's a lot of fairness concerns. The, I think okay, so I think if you have a hyphenated rules. last name, you have to go last if you combine it with somebody else. That's that's actually because this is a triple idea. hyphen. If you have so, two thirds of sort of the real estate, because all right, so isn't I don't know why it popped in my head because I'm thinking how long it'll get, but isn't the longest like surname or something a Hawaiian name? I remember reading something like that where there's a bunch of like the really the longest name ever is something like, and we could give that like English names could give that a run for the money if yeah, we were actually we committing to the bit. The the thing is, it's exponential growth, right? It can up to double every time. Well, that's assuming everybody buys in. If everybody, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But then you know you run into the issue. I mean, I guess if we're if we were doing that, you know, you'd you'd want that line could only go on for so long. It would be really easy to trace back though. Right, That's you'd true. have a hundred last names, and you'd be able to find each of the threads. You wouldn't sort of lose the last name with poor record keeping the same way. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, last name, first name, never needs to get longer, right? Well, you know, right, you so- just and then the other thing is that it's unclear which one's more important, right? La- which is more important, the last name or your first name? Some people would say last name, some people would say first name. It depends on your culture, I think, a lot. And the order it goes in depends on the culture yeah. too. But like whether I mean, your family name well, or your first but, name is but more it's important. Well, but it's like the, it's like a date on the calendar, which is more important, the day or the year, because that's the order. Like, yeah. I mean, Americans really do get this wrong completely, where they t- put it out of order, where it's 
It's it's month day year. Month day year. So middle, <laughs> yeah, short and then long, as opposed to it makes to me it makes more sense short middle long, short medium yeah. long, or long yeah. medium short. But which gets I think first I think day month year makes the most sense. But year month day is the hardest to be confused by. Yeah. Because it shocks people out of what they're expecting. Right. So no matter which one of the sort of two main systems you're using, right. you go, oh, this is done differently than that. And then... Right. So is that like what how credits are on TV where usually, you know, the whoever gets top billing in his first, there's sort of a... Not a premium. What's the word I'm looking for? Prestige. There's a prestige associated with that. But <laughs> then there's also prestige with being with the last. last. Right. So it's like when you have you address, a yeah. pack, you address address a package there's a name then there's the this is where they screwed mm-hmm. up too it should be the apartment number then the number on the street then the street and then say it keeps on getting mm-hmm. bigger and bigger so is one more important i think you know if you got the wrong country yeah. you're kind of screwed but yeah. i guess if you're close enough a lot of times that other part won't matter speaking of credit something interesting i learned recently yeah is that one there's like written by created by or screenplay by yeah there's a difference between the word and and the and symbol, which is called an ampersand. Oh, I, I think I know the difference. Yeah. So I think when there's an ampersand, it's partners. And when it's and, it's different groups of people. So they get uh, the shared credit. So let's yeah. say you've got um, three people and two are combined and. And then one is with just the word and. And the two that are combined and get half the credit. And the person on the other side of the end gets the other half. And they, those people have to split it because they're acting as one person. That's not true. So oh, what no? It, what That's, it is. Am I completely wrong? I thought it was... You're kind of right. Okay. But it's the initial... People who wrote the thing yeah. are separated by the ampersand. And then the word and delineates a later pass. So like an editor or rewriter oh. or something like that. And okay. so in general, the initial writers tend to get the best sort of credit. So you want to be sort of part of that top ampersand. But the thing that's interesting about it is that if you wrote the original and then participated in the rewrite, you could have twice. twice. So oh. you can have your name. So it could be like, you know, uh, Mary Sue the word and and then it's mary sue ampersand somebody else so if you if you wrote it and then edited it with somebody right you can have your name in twice and sometimes back to back so it's you and you and somebody else but just delineated by oh, a different kind of like, and or ampersand. so is this a, a theoretical thing or are, are there examples of that of you know popular media <laughs> i saw i saw a clip or a screenshot from that of somebody right. who had their name in twice so it does okay. happen and so you're, you're right in that those people are together, right? But it's not really like half and half credit. If right. you want to be in that top line, because right. that top line is sort of, in a lot of cases, it's the core to it. I guess if it really got heavily rewritten, right. you might... Um, See, I, I got to look that up because I remember reading, there's a um, uh, Hollywood, like a comedy writer that I yeah. know from Hollywood, um, David Levine. Mm-hmm. And no, not David Levine. Uh Somebody. The last name is Levine, and the his his writing partner was David Isaacs. Okay. And so that they would, that there was something about the and and the and where they mm-hmm. where they would be combined, so that if they were writing, they were considered one entity, they would get the value of one credit. Mm-hmm. So if they were writing and they were writing with another team, yeah, they would only share a quarter each, and then the other person that was doing in terms of like royalties or whatever royalties right that makes sense though because that's like somebody they get the equivalent credit of somebody who like brings in a screenplay right there's two of them you just get half as much right 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 right. so that's not necessarily incompatible with sort of what my understanding is no fair enough okay anyways so that's um that's right it's ken levine ken levine okay that's it so there we go let's maybe get into our first comment okay 
And this will be a sort of a quick one. This one is from another casual creator. That's the name, not, you know, I'm not describing them. Um, they say, was interested to randomly hear Persona be mentioned and discussed, although I question which one you're playing. My apologies if you mentioned it and I didn't hear it. Certainly up there is one of my favorite games as well, just so much to enjoy story narrative uh, and just the plentiful activity. So it's Perf Persona 4 Golden is the game I'm playing. And I agree. I think um, I'm going to talk about it for like a minute and then we'll move on. Which is, I like that there's a million things to do. Right. I, I like, actually, one of the interesting things that I think is both makes it harder to enjoy, but potentially more enjoyable once you get into it, is that there's a lot of stuff that's really not explained super well to you. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of systems that you can interact with on a relatively surface level, and there's a lot of stuff that you can miss, and there's a lot of sort of um, nuances that may be lost on you. And so it can be both frustrating initially when there's a million things that are thrown at you, mm -hmm. and you feel like you don't know what's important. Oh. You you know there's stuff you need to learn to get good, right? right? And to navigate the game. Get good. That's the, the formulation of the common insult. Yeah. Um, but there, there's, there's stuff. I know I need to learn things to be successful in this system, right? Right. But I don't know, out of all the million things that are being thrown at me, which things are important and which things aren't. And I think that puts you in sort of one of two places where I was shown it by friends. Yeah. And so because I'm shown it by friends... I, there's some stuff that I've looked up because it didn't feel like it was integral to my enjoyment of the story to figure it out myself. Yeah. Um, like there's certain, like I, I think I mentioned last time I talked about it, that there's like quiz questions that are really obscure and I look up the answers to those. Right. Uh, right. and then there's stuff that I don't look up and that I either muddle through. And then there's stuff that I ask my friends about because right. if I'm like, I'm not sure, you know, do, is this important at all? If it is important, should I look it up or uh, should you explain it to me or, you know, what? And then I get this sort of filter from people who played the game to say, mm -hmm. you know, you can ignore this if you want to. Uh, whatever you figure out while you're playing is enough. Or, yeah, it's probably better if you know going in this piece of information or whatever. Right, right. So I kind of have these stewards to my experiences. And I think that the game is much, much, much improved by having that social experience in addition mm -hmm. where, you know, one of my friends got it for me to play right right and multiple of my friends are invested every once in a while you know people um we have like some discord servers that we're in where people will often just be streaming whatever game they're playing in case somebody wants to hang out mm -hmm. uh just as a way of having sort of a social like a slightly social experience while doing something single player and so you know if i'm streaming persona sometimes they'll pop in just to see what i'm doing where i'm at like right. see what's going on right uh and i think all of that stuff has made the game a lot more fun for me. So I've I've been having a lot of fun with it, but I also, you know, have a hard time knowing if I would be having the same amount of fun with it if I didn't have my friends there to sort of help right. chaperone me through it and make right. sure that I'm I both don't feel like I'm missing anything while also not feeling like I'm just researching how to play optimally right. and then you know following a guide instead of actually like just playing and enjoying the game. Right. I mean, isn't that true for a lot of games? Like if, if you look at it injustice, if you sort of squint, squint a little bit and stare at injustice. Isn't that a bit like that where part of the joy is the community where people talk about stuff to figure out what's going on? I think for a lot of games, that's a yeah. lot of the joy, especially ones that have sort of staying power beyond just being played and then discarded. Right. Because then we're, as a community, we're creating some of that interest, right? Mm -hmm. Like the little nuances that might not be obvious, we're making, we're yeah. putting it there. Mm -hmm. And that... You know, it's like those games where it's not even just the playing. It's yeah. the anticipation. It's the planning. It's the thinking about it. And then that last big part is the yeah. discussion about it, which informs all of it. I think the main difference is that when we were, when we didn't have 
um, any sort of online presence when we weren't looking for anybody else's online stuff, when we yeah. weren't participating in the injustice community. It was still relatively clear what to do and how I should be doing it. I never felt sort of that urge to seek anything out about it. And the sort of early stuff that we're finding about it was when our challenge was bugged and we were looking for a way to get around that, right? Yeah. When we were looking for a bug fix. That's right. Whereas with this, I, I don't know if... <clears throat> it would be fine without that element. But right. I know that I felt the urge to seek it out sort of intrinsically just by playing right. it. Right. That I was, I was like, I feel like I need additional context to get sort of the most enjoyment <laughs> out of this. Mm -hmm. And I think um, I, if I didn't get any of it, I think I might've still had a really fun time with the game. I think I still mm -hmm. might've enjoyed it, but I also think I would have been way, way, way more likely to bounce off it and say, maybe this game isn't for me. And before I got to the point that I really enjoyed, I might've given up on the game. Right. Uh, in those sort of like early hours because they really there's a lot of stuff yeah and it's explained okay it's explained enough to let you play it but it's not explained well enough for you to really get it so maybe when we started injustice it was relatively simple but i think the way it is now with all the different things that are that need to be done that, that level harder. of complexity yeah. is there yeah. So for somebody starting new, like not even now, but maybe even like a few years ago after a lot of the newer things were introduced, mm -hmm. that had that complexity. Because, I mean, it wasn't even necessarily that complex when they started adding multiplayer in the gears. Yeah. But because the progress to get to those points what was much longer, like it would take you so long to get gears yeah. and max them out, that it created that sort of delay created a space where there is a potential for complexity yeah. in terms of what you would do in the meantime, in terms of how you get to the final stage of you're hoping to actually have everything maxed out. I Yeah. So you know what's actually interesting? I think we can ask this because our viewers have all come in at different points. They have found us at some point and I'll, yeah. I'll use us or other sort of injustice content like the subreddit or a forum or another YouTuber or something as a stand-in for seeking out sort of that external... <laughs> information or social or community element of it right so if you're watching this right now and you remember one answer uh let us know sort of when like when you started playing injustice like how much stuff was going on in it right and i mean if it was a year that would be helpful we can yeah. sort of figure it out like you know backfill it yeah uh so sort of around the time when you started playing what made you seek out other sort of injustice community content? Maybe that's our channel. Yeah. Maybe that's not our channel. It might have been the Warner Brothers form, which yeah. no longer exists. That was a great resource. So, like, how you found our channel, how you found community content. And if you felt that sort of, like, intrinsic, like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I need to find somebody else who can tell me to enjoy it. If that was, like, a feeling that you experienced while playing right. it. Right. And if you could, if we got a couple of people answering that, I think... That might that be, be a little... That would be a lot. That's <laughs> true. people that watch this. That's true. But I think it would also be informative. I would be yeah. really interested in reading that oh, out yeah. and seeing how people sort of felt about it. Because I know when I first started playing, you know, it was pre-multiplayer. Pretty much the only thing you could buy was packs, right? It was just figuring out which pack you wanted for characters. Yeah. So I think... And it was just grinding. It was grinding yeah. offline. There was no multiplayer. There was nothing. It was I would, just characters. I would love to understand how people coming to the game at different times felt about it and... Also, you know, even just separately, like the journey to our channel, if you're watching this right now, uh, uh, <laughs> a video where we have not talked about Injustice, uh, well, we except have. for, oh, it's true, except for who we set up in the, in the game. Yeah. So there we go. That's, that's all I'm going to talk okay. about. Most of that wasn't about Persona directly, so. But it's an interesting takeoff yeah. point. It's talking, I mean, it, we, we've never 
you know, sur- I mean, we've sur- not I said made I would keep it to a it. minute, though, and then I talked for much longer. But yeah, well, there was we a minute, and then after that minute, anymore. you had more minutes. That's true, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I meant is I'll talk about it for at least a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there we go. Uh, next question comes from... Well done, you did. Beto Maldonado. 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 Yeah. There is a, a Blue Jays baseball player, Candy Maldonado. I just, the words turned to mush in my mouth for some reason. I was like sight reading it and I got, I got mixed up in all the, all the O's and A's and T's. Um, yeah. And so they say best way to farm credits. We've answered this so many times over the years, but I think like, like we were just talking about, right? The game changes. It's worth revisiting every once in a while. And because the challenge reset does not work on Android, I think there's yeah. really only one answer now, and that's bonus battle six. Yeah, the the answer is the challenge reset, or sorry, the challenge on its most basic difficulty. But then once you're sort of at a point where you're slowing down, and how you're completing the challenge, so yeah. maybe you can beat it on basic and expert, right? I don't even know. Does expert take longer? It we does. Just... It's slower. Yeah. So then on basic for sure, on expert, I don't even know. So the the thing is that I think bonus battle six for a brand new player is hard. Yeah. But to get to the point, so to get to bonus battle six, you have to yeah. get through everything else before. Yeah. The first time you do everything else before, you get way more credits. Yeah. So that's a good way to farm. Repeating them is not. But if you repeat it enough to get yourself, get a team strong enough to handle bonus battle six... That is the most efficient way to farm. You get lots yeah. of credits. You also get the experience to get everybody just over level 40. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I don't think there's any kind of argument to be made for an alternative for farming. Yeah. It's basically, um, I mean, up until that point, Yeah, if you can't make it, then you just really need to push as hard. And, and mostly it's the bonus levels before that that are mm-hmm. the best. There are some variations if you're looking at how many credits you need to use or just how long the fight takes or I mean the the non sort of the the wrong but intuitive answer would be well which one which fights give you the most power credits yeah but you're ignoring how much energy it takes for each one and you're also ignoring how hard the fights are Mm -hmm. and so I think intuitively it might be the right answer or sorry it might seem like the right answer but it's not Mm -hmm. so there we go yeah and that answer will change, I think, when the challenge reset is back. Mm-hmm. If. If it ever comes back. Mm-hmm. But the one disadvantage for challenge was that it didn't give you enough uh, experience. Because when you're doing the easy, sort of the regular mode, yeah, that it's um, you're just not getting enough X, uh, XP with it. Because there's just such a low level. Yes, the best way to farm credits is to do the standard level of the challenge when it's available. But most of the time, it'll be bonus battle six. It's yeah. standard level and then bonus battle six. Right. And because you can't reset it, you can only do standard once right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's next question. Yeah. Bree says, uh, I guess this is a comment. I say question, but it's, it's really just them saying something. Bree says, I knew it when I saw six to seven days of extra EXP, I knew they use the wrong number because it's usually four days. Mine expired just now with three days left on it. And then three days is in sort of quotes. I was counting on that extra EXP for the whole seven days. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, right? Like, yeah. clearly, like somebody is doing something. So what, you know what that tells me though? It tells me when they have those events that somebody's like writing that, that they're setting. Yes. It. It's not automated that it's not just that you, you know, slot in a module. It just turns it on for whatever number of days. Somebody's typing it in. Somebody typed in something wrong or. They typed in how long it's supposed to be. Maybe it was supposed to be a whole seven days for March break, but because it's standard, 
is only four days. They just turned it on and they their system didn't set up for seven days. Right. But either way, somebody there's somebody there. Yeah. That empty house with the, all the lights out and some broken windows that has been sitting, we supposed, vacant for the last few years, somebody is in there. Yeah. That's kind of neat. So that's that's unfortunate, uh, though, for, for you, Bree. We're sorry that you, you missed out on all yeah. that XP. But what it means, though, is kind of significant to me. Like, it just means that there is... Warner Brothers values it enough, at least, to have... Somebody working on it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm always curious about sort of the internal dynamics of it right if it's somebody's part-time job uh because clearly there's well i don't shouldn't say clearly but i would say that it's unexpected that anybody's working on it full-time right yeah so i just wonder if there's somebody at like warner brothers like what what the actual like work effort what the breakdown is uh for it to be on the amount that it is right and for the amount of effort that it is being put into it and like Who's doing it? Is it just somebody who's like, is it a temp? Is it an intern? Or does somebody sort of one day a week manage like injustice? And that's their thing. Right. right. Hard to say. Uh, do we want to pop right to the next one? Yeah, we get. I think we got time for one more yeah. question. So Darkling Batman says, any tips for a banned account on iOS? LOL, I love this game and all your content, but unfortunately I got banned and don't want to lose all my characters to make a new account. And then there were two... Uh, comments one from Arnold Vray, <laughs> and they say, "How did you get banned?" Or sorry, "How do you get banned?" And then Bree replies, "Same person who asked the last question." It's the same question here. How? I heard they unban people. Maybe try texting them. They do read emails. So yeah, this is this is one of those interesting things where how you got banned, I think, does matter. Uh, if you like hacked, or if you were using like a lot of glitches, if there's something clearly fishy about your account. Right. I think your chance of getting unbanned goes way down. The, the potential for getting banned is always there. It's never changed. I think the difference now is whether there's actually somebody like screening stuff. Yeah. Like it's like that previous point about, well, there's somebody there. They're part time. Are they putting any effort into it? Because if they are, yeah. that's a whole different question and a whole different solution than if it's just triggered automatically. Cause we know it used to for certain things. Because we, yeah. we used to test accounts mm-hmm. and we used to break them to figure out what was happening. And sometimes it seems like that's the stuff that would get you your account suspended before it no longer yeah. does. So the only real way, I guess, to, to get unbanned, right, is a contact Warner Brothers support. Right. And then see if they will get you unbanned. We don't know. Right. There's no, like, sort of taking matters into your own hands way of doing it. You have right. to appeal to right. the authority. And we have not done that ever right. have we i haven't no. certainly well they're not responsive they're not to, based on everything i've seen from people i mean we probably from having hung out on the different spaces like warner brother forums before they closed them uh on the reddit um yeah. on the subreddit i should say i guess that's the proper language right yeah that um that there's a lot of people who've been suspended the few times that there is some kind of response from warner brothers uh, they've been specific situations. Like I think when Red Sun Green Lantern was the challenge character and there was an automatic ban sus- account suspension triggered when you used him online, even yeah. though he was available, then those were unbanned a lot. Like mm-hmm. a lot of those 
sorry, a lot of those accounts were unsuspended. Yeah. But for all the other times that, I mean, and who knows how often people are actually being honest with us or in public, but what they've done with their account when they claim that they've done nothing to get banned. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's usually not true. Probably not always, right? Because it's always possible that enough people report you. Right. But it's hard to imagine people getting banned for just no reason. There's always some reason that somebody at the other end of it is using as a justification for banning your account, even if it's just the number of reports, right? Right. So there's always the risk that it is just that, like, enough people got mad at you somehow, that maybe, you know, your friends from school know your account and you did something really crap to one of them, and so they right. all, ban- uh, like, reported you together. Right. Uh, but it's unlikely. There's there's never sort of no reason. Right. Uh, even if sort of the reason could just be an honest misunderstanding that causes right. people to report you. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there we go. I think that is probably a good place to end this week at just around half an hour. Yep. So to finish up, I would like to give, we'd like to give some shout outs to some folks. I'd like to give a shout out to Eliza, the road to mastery King. She's starting her master's. Uh, wish her luck. Oh, master's degree. Like a yeah. post postgraduate. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Like that is that there's a level of, I've always said that post, uh, post-secondary education yeah is the the threshold for intelligence that you need is relatively low a big part of it is resource and opportunity Mm -hmm. but getting the level past that is is kind of a big deal uh please wish her both luck and congratulations from me Mm -hmm. okay will do uh yeah and then we'd also like to give a huge Thank you to all the lovely folks who support us on Patreon. Before we give them a thanks, we should mention we never talk about it. We just thank people. We got a Patreon. If you want to kick us a couple bucks, it's never required, but it is always appreciated. I think that's about as hard as I, I feel the need to pitch it. But yeah, if you listen to us a lot, if you're here at the end of the video, right. and if you've got extra cash burning a hole in your pocket, if you would like to become a patron of the arts, and I'm saying that in oh. a sort of sarcastic way because I don't know if you can consider what we're okay. doing art um patron of the arts you forgot to mention where we were on the weekend oh yeah we went to the bug hunter concert in toronto and had like a wonderful time very good show so um we mentioned bug a bunch before uh he's got great music you should check out his music if you haven't uh and if you already have or you're about to and you end up really liking it you should go on bughunterbug.com which is his website uh and see if he is coming to play a show near you because if you've listened to and you like his music, you will like his concert. I think I can say that with confidence yeah, that yeah, he puts yeah. on a real good show. Yep. yep yeah. For sure. Uh, and tell him we sent you. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be funny. Yeah. But anyways, uh, to finish up, we'd like to give a huge thank you to our patrons on Patreon, who you can be one of two if you want to. Right. <laughs> Toss us a couple bucks. Yeah. Or not. Your call. But anyways, a huge thank you to... That would be Corey Ashcraft. Supporting us at the top tier, Last Word, Michael DeVries, Irvin Ruiz, Hoshi127, and Drew Chapman, who are supporting us on the credited level. And there's another list of people who may not be our current patrons, but they were kind and generous enough to have supported us during this pandemic. Yeah. So thank you so much for your support. And thanks so much to all of you for watching. We'll see you next time. Komoda. Komoda.